Hey, how you going? It's another episode of the TST Travel Podcast. This one will be all about our road trip through South Dakota and Wyoming, stopping off at uh, the Badlands National Park as well as Yellowstone and a couple of other cool places along the way. Don't forget to check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram at the TST Travel Podcast. And also check out Kirsten's blog, uh, The Roaming Street, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, I actually have Kirsten in as a special guest host with me tonight to uh, go through our little road trip so far. So, hope you enjoy. So, this episode of the podcast starts off with Kirsten and I picking up our uh, 2002 Chevy Suburban in uh, Nebraska City off a couple of lovely friends of ours sold that to us. Uh, We picked that up and we headed in to get it registered and we thought it was going to be a little bit more complicated than it was, didn't we Kirsten? Yeah, we were a little bit worried after we googled a bit at home about registering a vehicle in the US being foreigners because we didn't have work visas or like living visas, we're just on tourist visas over here. Um, Yeah, so we thought it was going to be a little bit complicated but it ended up being like ridiculously easy like we were stressed over nothing absolutely nothing yeah we uh we picked up the car and then we took it to we talked to a couple of friends of ours who were like oh yeah you have to get a couple of little things done we also went to the courthouse uh which is where all the registrations get done in nebraska city and they said yep uh bring it over make sure you have insurance uh you have to get it checked by the sheriff um and then bring it over and we'll look at it to get registered and yeah pay your ten dollar rego fee to the sheriff and off we went and then yeah we went to the the courthouse after having the it wasn't even a vehicle inspection they didn't really check if the car was roadworthy or anything they just checked that the miles on the uh title that we'd provided were the same as the miles on the vehicle and then uh they gave us a little certificate to say yep they checked that we gave them 10 whole dollar dues and then we headed up to the courthouse to pick up our plates. Yeah, we still had to pay a bit extra for the registration. That was just the sheriff's inspection, but um, as far as regos go, it was pretty good. A whole whopping $119, <laughs> I think it set us back. Yeah. Which, uh, when you look at how much it costs to rego a car back home, you go, yep, I'll take a $119 rego bill. Mm. I will say, though, for anyone looking to register a car in the US as a foreigner, um, it was pretty easy for us. I think we got pretty lucky having friends around and um helping us out with the process so if you are trying to do like register a car when you're over here i would definitely recommend trying it in a small town Uh, i don't think this would have worked at all in la or new york or somewhere big like that but little old nebraska city uh love to have our come through with the goods again Yep, so uh, we picked up the plates for our $119 that included the plate fee, so we screwed those on and then... Got to pick our own numbers. Yes, Picked our anniversary (laughs) in American form. And then uh, we headed down to Walmart, another one of our favourite little stops in the US so far, uh, to pick up all of our camping supplies. So before we went to Walmart, we... Um, sort of did a bit of research as to where would be the best place. I thought that somewhere like Bass Pro would be a good place to get all of our camping gear, but then we mm. looked at the prices and we looked at a couple of different places and we thought, let's give the let's see what the Walmart gear is like because it's a hell of a lot cheaper. And um, again with the goods, it it definitely came through for us, didn't it? Yeah. For those who don't know, um, over here Bass Pro is like a camping, fishing, hunting type store. Yeah. Um, so we went to. Walmart and we got basically everything we needed. We didn't have to go anywhere else, did we? 
Nah, not at all. We set ourselves a budget of about $600 to get everything we needed, which included a tent, air mattress, sleeping bags, a table, cooking supplies, and that was including like staple foods as well, just like tomato sauce and cooking oil. Um, and we pretty much hit bang on budget. Pretty much bang on budget. Mm. I think all of all of our camping supplies with our uh, yeah, with our tent and our sleeping bags and a couple of pillows and all of our like we had to buy it because we had basically started with nothing. So just clothes. Just uh, yeah, just with our clothes. So we bought uh, a camp oven, a campfire oven, little uh, like a, mm. a cast iron cooker, as well as a couple of pans, a propane stove. Stocked um, up on some propane. Yeah, stocked up on some propane. We thought we were pretty organised, and when we got to the registers, I said to Harley, I bet you any money we've forgotten the most obvious thing. I don't know what that is yet, but whatever it is, we've forgotten the most obvious thing we possibly could have. And we'll skip a little bit ahead, and we'll go to our first night. We set up the tent, and we it was uh, a little bit rainy, so we set up a tarp so we could cook dinner, and we cooked up a, a feast. Um, that spaghetti, spaghetti bowl. Oh, yeah, good spe- so we had spe- uh, spaghetti bolognese for, for dinner. We cooked all that up and the tent was all set up. We had our sleeping bags ready to go and we went to get in to go to bed and I went, oh, we didn't pump up the air mattress. Can you go grab that for me, honey? <laughs> and then uh, Kirsten went to the back of the car and went, you grabbed the air mattress, didn't you? That was in your trolley. No, that was definitely in her trolley. No, it was in your trolley. <laughs> and it wasn't in anyone's trolley. It was hotly debated and then we sort of thought back about it and we went, hmm, well, all the Walmarts will be closed by now and we're about 20 miles from the nearest one, so... Yeah, we'll get back to uh, where we stayed that night in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, after we did our Walmart shopping, we got absolutely everything we needed for about 600 bucks piled it all into the back of the car. That's Aussie dollars as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was, so it was more like 450 US dollars for everything and that in, And that included like our first few nights food plus all the basics, yeah, like tomato sauce, mustard, bread rolls, butter, everything we could think of, a cooler um, for... Stocked up on some that. water, yep, toilet got, paper. And we were, fa- we were fascinated as well by the way, the cheapest ways to buy water over here. Oh. So trying to be a little bit eco-friendly we were like oh we'll try and buy the big jugs of water but it worked out so much cheaper to buy 40 40 bottles of individual Mm. water that we had to go that way and um yeah it was crazy that to buy 20 liters of water the cheapest way to do it was in 40 500 mil bottles cost on it was like three dollars 80 or something which it drives me mad like we're using all this plastic we're trying to be budget friendly environment friendly all at the same time and unfortunately they don't seem to co coexist and it's it's driving me nuts honestly i kind of want to pay the extra to get the jug but at the same time we don't want to be paying unnecessarily for things we don't need to and we've experimented with the jugs now a little bit later on in our trip and they work kind of as well but we're finding that we're going through them a little bit more quickly as well because they're 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 one gallon jug so they're about three liters at a time but you seem to burn through them pretty quick i think we're just drinking more water yeah. staying hydrated so after we did our little walmart shop we headed uh up through nebraska into south dakota and it was the weather wasn't the greatest for our first sort of long drive day in um in our road trip was it no pretty much just piss with rain the whole drive Yep, it was pretty great. We got up uh, to a couple of spots where the rain was so heavy that we were down to a, 
a solid 30 mile an hour on the interstate following a couple of semi-trailers which were absolutely throwing out a blinding amount of light which was pretty crazy and uh but as we got to buffalo ridge which is where we stayed our first night uh on the camp which we found through uh we downloaded the app wiki camps um which has basically people just drop a pin wherever they've, they've found somewhere to camp and they tell you if it's free or how much it cost and so we found a little place called buffalo ridge and by the time we got there, it had, the rain had eased up a little. It was just a, basically a light shower yeah. when we got there. That was another thing we'd, um, when we'd been to Walmart and because it was raining, we were trying to figure out how we were going to keep ourselves dry other than the tent and the car. And we were tossing up between a, um, a, you know, one of those canopies that you pop up and that was about $40. And of course, Harley went, no, I can do it for cheaper and better than that. Watch this and starts walking up and down the aisles in Walmart, grabbing tarps and ropes and bungee cords. And oh God, um, I was a bit afraid that we were going to be sopping wet that night while we were trying to cook dinner. But... Yes, but ye of little faith soon learned a lesson that I am an outdoorsman <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> and we, uh, I used two bungee cords and strapped the tarp to the top of the roof racks on the Suburban and then pegged out a couple of other legs on the on the tarp and we got our table under it and did yeah. we get wet while we were cooking dinner? No, you did pretty well, but what did you keep doing that you didn't think of? I don't know. What did I keep doing? Oh, of course. You're about six foot how much? I'm about six foot three and of course having the back door of the Suburban swing up, we had the tarp over that and I thought, yep, that'll be perfect. I'll rig that over, but the weight of the bungee cords pulling the tarp down at the bottom end was pulling the door down just a little bit. And I reckon I walked into that door probably about 50 times that night. <laughs> Gave myself a mild concussion and <laughs> we thought that we sh should invest in a special helmet. But Kirsten decided against that because no, my, my brain wanna... <laughs> isn't that, that important apparently. Well, he didn't want to spend the extra $20 to get the um, already made pop-up canopy. So I wasn't spending 10 bucks on a helmet for him. <laughs> So Buffalo Ridge was an interesting little place. It popped up on, on wiki camps as <laughs> like a, a just like a place to stop and pitch tent. A couple of people said they'd bought uh, put RVs in there, and we sort of looked and went, "Oh yeah, that'll do. It's free." And it was at a petrol station, so we sort of pulled into the petrol station, and it was a bit of a dodgy sort of looking place, mm. wasn't it? It was. It was a bit dinky. It was an old sort of wooden building, and. We walked in there and there was one dude behind the counter and his name was Brad. Kirsten remembered that while we were writing our uh, little yeah. show notes there. And he definitely looked a bit more like a gym bob or something, but <laughs> he swears his name was Brad, so we'll go with that. And he took us all through the... They have a massive shop there. They call it Buffalo Ridge because they actually farm buffalo there for eating. We picked ourselves up some buffalo jerky, which was... Yeah. Had to Different. try it. It was, it was good. I liked I, it. I enjoyed it. I liked jerky, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It had you a really it strong in the taste, fridge, though, which was a bit odd for jerky. But yeah, it was differently. Had mm. all old-timey, yeah. like uh, you put a quarter in, and the, all the mannequins talk to you and tell you old-timey stories. And there was a couple of taxidermied buffalo heads mm. up on the surrounding walls and he I think he, he said they're about two and a half grand yeah depending on the bison head he'd get anywhere between 1800 and two and a half grand for one um, but he wouldn't really make any profit off them because the taxidermists charge that much yeah it was pretty crazy um, so yeah we set oh up camp God, he had um, fireworks too he had a big fireworks <laughs> shop right. at the back 
And yeah, it's amazing. Like we just stopped at a, a service station, and he had all yeah all this crazy stuff. He had buffalo, and he had and he fireworks. Loved sharing it too. Like if yeah. you're ever around, um, just coming up into South Dakota from the just near the Sioux south Falls. There, yeah, yeah. Um, he he just loves to show people around, and we were sort of you know antsy and getting ready to pitch tent, and he was just oh come look at this. Oh this is cool. Oh when you get a chance, have a look at this. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. So. We set up camp and had a very comfortable night sleeping on the freezing mm. cold ground, which was super, super duper. Uh, and then we woke up the next day and headed into Walmart to pick ourselves up an air mattress, which what? lasted us a whopping, what, six days? Yep. Before it got a hole in it, but that's a story for another time. So yeah, we headed into Seuss Falls. Uh, we got a tip from a friend of ours who'd been there before that we had to check him out, and it was a pretty cool place, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm glad we stopped. Like, the interstate sort of just goes straight through slash past it um but yeah this friend sort of said make sure you actually stop and look seuss falls is actually based around a waterfall so made sure we headed in there it was it was interesting we got there and we were sort of like what was that what's that smell man it's dog and it turned out that the falls uh unfortunately for the falls they were right next to the industrial area and right on the corner of the industrial area was the meat packing plant yeah. and they were having a bit of a busy day it smelled oh. a little bit right it smelled like dog food but when we arrived like we didn't learn this until when we were leaving and we yeah. asked a local and we were sort of um hypothesizing what the bloody smell was and we thought oh maybe there's sulfur in the fault like maybe it's coming from the falls or um maybe it's a dog food factory with yeah, so just we thought there might have even been a burst sewer line. Yeah, who knows? But if you do visit, it's beautiful. But um, take a couple of pegs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we probably spent an hour or an hour and a half at Seuss Falls, just mm. checking out the waterfalls. They're pretty cool. There's a little cafe over there which we didn't venture to because it looked a bit pricey for yeah. our budget. But they had a um, a bit of an observation deck there as well, which that we walked pretty. up and had a look at, and we got to play a little bit with the. We bought the SLR camera along on this trip and we weren't sure if we were going to use it being sort of bigger and being that we had a, a GoPro and a drone which we'll talk about a little bit mm. later and a phone and all that sort of stuff. We didn't know if we'd use it but we got to have a good play with it and set up the tripod and took some, some pretty cool pictures of the falls which we enjoyed playing around with, didn't we? Yeah, it's really coming in handy. Um, that observation deck was really nice. Uh, and there's there's an airport right next to it as well so we're watching all the planes come in um, just one after the other and they were getting really low we just thought that was that'd be an awesome view if you're on that plane of the falls really beautiful mm. yeah and it was really good as well like the fun police haven't had too much of a say there they're not everything's got 10,000 wire ropes around it you can walk sort of right oh. up to the edge of the falls and get some pretty cool pictures which we'll be putting up on the uh, mm. on the socials on as, the grams as we go along um, but yeah, yes. you jump like go right to the edge of the rocks, and yeah. um, you could be as daring as you wanted to be with those falls, pretty much. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty cool. So Good we sort of yeah, absolutely. We, so we spent the morning there, and then we headed down the interstate of eternal billboards, otherwise known as I ninety. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we were driving along, and we kept seeing we'd been told about a little place called Wall and a shop in Wall called Wall Drug. And we hadn't done much research about it, and then we kept seeing billboard after billboard after billboard. And there's after billboards. billboard after billboard after billboard. And they were all different too. Um, yeah, five so cent coffee. Five cent coffee. Free ice water. Free ice water, yep. Um, uh, kids love wall drug. Yeah. Come see the dinosaurs. Yeah, it was, um, 
it was we pretty were crazy. intrigued but we um we made a, a little bit of a deal that day to um not google what it was and just leave the mystery alive until we got there which um definitely made it a bit of fun so we're yeah. not going to give too much away about wall drug actually if you haven't heard of it then um tough shit <laughs> you'll have to get so, over here yeah and i tell you what if you're driving from uh from the eastern side of South Dakota, you'll definitely have a little bit of mystery about it as you drive in. And you see all the different wall, all the different wall drug signs. There's a sign that tells you that there's an 80-foot dinosaur in there. Uh, so there's a lot of there's lots of cool stuff to uh, to check out in Wall, but we'll get to that a little bit later. On the road, uh, when we were in Sioux Falls, actually, we ran into a, a couple, and they said, "Oh, you've got it if." because they'd just come from the west. They were heading east, and we were east heading west. And they said, you've got to go to a place called Mitchell and check out the Corn Palace. I'm like, Corn Palace? <laughs> what sort of palace is corn? And yeah, we didn't uh, know if, they, if it was literal corn or a, like a shrine to corn. We didn't really <laughs> know what to expect. But There's so much corn around here, you'd be mistaken for thinking some people worshipped it. Yeah, definitely. But um, I love getting these little t tips from other tourists when you just bump in and start having a chat. Like, uh, it was a little bit of a detour off the interstate, and we yeah. probably never would have detoured if not for the tips. So make sure you just talk to people. And, yeah, well, what yeah. we found is as we've been going along, the quickest icebreaker is, hey, do you want us to take your photo? Sure. Do you want us to take your photo? Oh, where are you headed? And then you get chatting to uh, to the different people along the road and some can be a little bit cuckoo and tell you some crazy things but some give you some really good tips and we found we're um we're traveling with a lot of oldies down these kind of routes there's so many um retired you know americans that are doing american their, gray nomads yeah they've <laughs> bought their rvs and they're finally doing their retirement trip and they all think it's pretty cool that we're doing this as young people but mm. it's a bit weird for us sort of um we're not really bumping into any other people our age yeah no we really haven't have we we're making good friends with the old folks it's fun <laughs> so when we stopped in mitchell we sort of driving along driving along and then uh just along one of the main streets there we come across the corn palace and it's pretty impressive from the outside they use all different um age ages of corn and some are darker and some are lighter and they we actually saw them doing a bit of the construction of one of the outside sort of murals and basically it looks like what they do is they take a bag of corn husks up on a, a scissor lift and then they nail them all into the walls and make all sorts of art designs one and by one. It was crazy things. Pretty awesome to watch. And they, yeah, they nail they nail in with a nail gun every like every head of corn one by one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they had some history and stuff in there. They had a little basketball stadium. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Well, they had, yeah, like an auditorium. Like, people actually do shows there and have, yeah, games. Music and <laughs> What a mad games. place to just go for a high school <laughs> basketball game. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. And there was heaps of uh, little touristy shops around as well, like... Um, Bible Land. Bible Land. Is that what it was called? Yes, yeah. Bible Land. It was... You walked in there and you, I could feel my skin start to sizzle <laughs> being the sinner that I am. And we sort of had a bit of a peek in and went, oh, that's a little bit much for us. <laughs> We were intrigued, like we tried to look, but uh, it all got a bit intense real quick. <laughs> we're not um, overly religious, if you can't tell. Yeah, so we checked out a couple of the touristy shops and we kept finding all these t-shirts that we sort of looked at and went, oh, if only we were on like a two or three week holiday, we'd buy all these for all the people back home. But sorry everyone back home, you're missing out. Yeah, you're getting postcards and um, virtual kisses and hugs. <laughs> um, so where did we head after Corn Palace? 
down I ninety again. Jumped yeah, straight back on the interstate. Ninety. Oh, yeah, we started heading towards the Badlands. Yes, yep. we did. And Kirsten had her first experience driving at eighty miles an hour. So what was that like as someone who's <laughs> never gone that fast in their life before? It's, I've gone that fast, just not legally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was good. I'd already had a bit of a drive. Um, when we were coming in to uh, Buffalo Ridge, I'd had a bit of a drive, but not that quick. So that was good fun. Um, it's really, it's, I found driving over here, like on the other side of the road, quite easy. Like I wasn't actually freaking out or nervous at all. I'd already been, we'd been here for a month and I'd been sitting as a passenger and sort of sussing it all out. So that was actually really easy for me. The hard part for me is when you're sitting on the left side trying to stick within the lines because you just start to drift like you start yeah. to veer over right and unless you're checking your mirrors constantly or just get a good feel for the car at the start i was um almost yeah bumping a few people in the right hand <laughs> lane so when kirsten had come flying up behind someone uh, she'd mm. go to overtake and i'd be like kirsten across too across close, across 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 <laughs> and uh then yeah. she'd get grumpy at me for critiquing her driving yeah, it was good though. It's funny to hear him scream a bit. <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing how quickly you come up on some of those caravans and stuff when you're doing 80 mile an hour as well, isn't it? Yeah, but it's good fun. Gets you there quickly. Absolutely. Uh, so if for those who can't be bothered going to a converter, 80 mile an hour is about 130 kilometres an hour. Um, and yeah, you and definitely nobody get goes the speed up. limit here either. No. Like if the limit is 80, everybody's going 90. Like if you're going 85, like just you think you're pushing it a little bit, uh-uh, move over. Yeah. They're passing you. And the crazy thing is like you'll be sitting there uh, and you'll be doing it. Like we were doing 80 mile an hour and that felt ridiculously fast for us. Like every now and again, <laughs> and we just slow down. Suburban to has a bit of a um, mileage issue. Well, a bit of a suction issue in the driver's window too. So if you go anything over sort of 70 miles an hour, you get a terrible um, earache. <laughs> yeah, wind gushing in your ear. Yeah, so yeah, we, uh, we headed along the interstate and that was good fun. And uh, we kept another, again, in the I 90 land of billboards we're heading towards the badlands and that was sort of our destination for the night and uh we kept seeing signs for badlands distillery and underneath it it said free whiskey and that was enough to pique my interest well pretty much anything that starts or ends in free piques my interest but especially <laughs> when it involves alcohol absolutely so we uh we got off at a exit for kadoka and headed down it was behind a little service station there yeah, and we sort of struggled to find it. We didn't, well. Yeah, we didn't see it real well when we came off the highway. We had to look on Google Maps and double back a couple of times before Even we found it. Even there were so many billboards leading up to it, yeah. but then there was not one sign to point us in the right direction when we got off the exit. Yeah. So uh, we walked in there and there was just uh, one young lass behind the counter and she said that it was her family's business and um, that she was uh, just working there after after college and... She said she pulled out, I think she pulled out uh, 10 bottles of different flavours of whiskey. And mm -hmm. she said, yep, driver can have five, non-drivers can have unlimited. And I was doing the rest of the driving today for the day. So Kirsten yeah, and I Yeah, I was had... done, unfortunately. And Harley's a bit more of a whiskey drinker than me. But um, I tend to just get, like with the driving over here, I just have to give up after a while. Like I've got some <laughs> shitty eyesight. And <laughs> yeah, so uh, we had our five whiskeys each and they had some pretty cool flavours at a a vanilla coffee one. Every one I tried, I think. Um, yeah, they had a. There's a caramelly. Yeah, salted um, caramel one. Yep. And you can't go wrong with salted caramel Never. in pretty much anything. No. 
Um, yeah, there was tried a, a, a jalapeno one, which yeah. was it was it was interesting. Like it wasn't too spark. Like, it didn't burn too much, but it had that jalapeno flavor, and it did give you a little bit more of a zing on the tongue as as it went through, which mm. was pretty cool. Uh, How did it compare? Like you've had chili rum before. How did that compare? Like hotness wise, or the I actually found. I remember when we had the chili rum. Um, some friends of ours brought it back from Mauritius. Uh, it was Mauritius, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, we t- I tried the chili rum, and the chili rum was spicy. Like it. All that brought, got me. <laughs> it, it brought a tear to your eye. That's and, why I didn't um, want to try the whiskey because yeah, that chili rum got me. The jalapeno whiskey was just nice like it was really enjoyable like we didn't i didn't have a bad one there they had a mm. a corn moonshine as well which they they <laughs> brew everything themselves and uh but my favorite and we actually picked ourselves up a, a small bottle of it um was the sinister apple which is cinnamon and apple it's, sinister spelled with a c yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice little play on words there well done and uh yeah the we bought us ourselves a little bottle of the badlands sinister mm. apple and it, it was because it was just delicious it tasted like whiskey and apple pie all in all in one it did a bit yeah and harley thought he had a grand idea said i'm gonna share a swig of this with every stranger i meet along the way you know it'll just be a nice little icebreaker and tell them where we got it from and he's um cr- so, uh, since then cracked it open with one, one guy person. and there's about a thimble left in it so <laughs> yeah i didn't realize how quickly we'd go through that little bottle and uh i yeah we met up with someone Worth in colorado it. which we well i'll talk about in another podcast but yeah we uh had a couple of little i thought we were just having a couple of little nips it was a touch dark when i was pouring and turns out that uh yeah we nearly finished the bottle so after we finished up at the uh badlands distillery and picked up our bottle of whiskey. We drove, we were headed for the, the Badlands and we knew that we wanted to spend a bit of time there. We heard some pretty cool reviews of the Badlands National Park, uh, but it was getting a little bit later in the afternoon. And the girl at the uh, distillery said, make sure you get out and go for a hike. So we'd found a, a camp spot, but it was on the other side of the Badlands. So what Thanks we- Thanks to w- Wiki Camps again. Yeah, another Wiki Camps. I was a good one of the wiki camps. We've had a couple of uh, mm. interesting ones Since recently, then. but um, this this campsite was probably one of the most amazing places I think I've ever stayed in my life. Like, we drove—I skipped ahead a little bit there—but we drove all the way through the Badlands that day, which I'll come back to our drive through that. But uh, yeah, we got to our little campsite, and uh, what did you think of that, Kirsten? The campsite. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. It reminded like um. Harley's mentioned a bit that I did a bit of a stint through Africa, which was a camping trip as well. And uh, there was some pretty spectacular scenery that we sort of pitched tent at. And this definitely rates like in my top top five, top ten, I don't know. But it was really gorgeous. Yeah, so it was one of these places that's run by the National Park's people. It was where they set up all their radio towers. And basically you just drive along... It's a, it's a pretty wide area, but you drive along a cliff face, basically, and all along the edge of the cliff face, there's little spots to pitch tent or park RVs. There was RVs and caravans and massive big fifth-wheel caravans parked there everywhere. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. We were running... Like, there was no signage whatsoever to say it was a campsite. It just looked like a bit of land, um, and we only found it, as we said, on Wikicamps, and we are wondering, you know, how do people... Uh, do they just pass it down 
by word of mouth or how else are people finding out about these spots because there was a lot of people there yeah there was heaps there was probably 20 or 30 rvs mm. and caravans and other tenters and stuff like that there so yeah. still plenty of room though like we oh, weren't yeah. on top of each other it was just this massive massive ridge that you could spread out on and it looked right down into like a canyon part of the badlands yeah. you got all the shadows and the lights playing on the rocks beneath and it, oh, it was just gorgeous and a pretty awesome badland sunset as well that night wasn't there yeah well the su- we were um on the opposite side of the sunset but we were still getting all those beautiful colors through the clouds and um we just started cooking dinner and we'd pitch tent and it was all like the sun was just coming down and it was uh yeah definitely a scene to remember and definitely a, a campsite to check out if you're staying near the badlands someday absolutely and uh, so to jump back a little bit on our drive through the Badlands, we sort of pulled up at the National, we pulled up at the desk where our America the Beautiful pass that we bought in Red Rock Canyon in uh, Vegas saved us a bit of money again. So we paid 80 bucks for that annual pass and it got us into the Badlands, which was 20 or $30 entry, I think. Mm. And um, yeah, we drove to our first little spot and as soon as we got to the first lookout, I was like, oh, we've got to stop. Oh my God, can you believe the scenery? <laughs> and Kirsten's like, oh, it's only the first stop though and I'm like yeah let's stop let's look and we <laughs> stayed there for probably 10-15 minutes just checking it out and yeah there was some really gorgeous like wildflowers growing that were sort of like mini sunflowers that I was oh, they were just bright yellow and I was really intrigued by them uh, just, just oh. the landscape <laughs> it's just crazy isn't it yeah. like you you look at pictures of it and you go oh that's a cool picture but you get there and it's just like it doesn't even seem real does it No. Well, I'd like had a look on the map and it sort of looked like a smaller national park compared to some of the others we were planning on visiting. And um, I googled a few pictures just to get a vibe of it and how it was going to look and what there was to do. And it really didn't seem like there was like it just seemed like, you know, some rocks and some canyons and it didn't really look like I wasn't excited about it, to be honest. I was like, yeah, we'll check it out. It's our first national park. Um, But when we got there, it was just jaw droppingly beautiful. And it's crazy, like, they've done a really good job of weaving the road in between all of the different spots there as well. So, like, you're constantly dropping in between massive big canyons and you look up in, like... (laughs) Harley's just looking up in awe like a big kid. I was probably pissing everybody behind me off because (laughs) I was probably doing 15 miles an hour through through some of these stretches of roads, just looking up going, wow, like, I just couldn't believe... Yeah, and a few big birds and eagles would fly overhead and we'd see the little um, prairie dogs running by the road. (laughs) Yeah, so the first day was pretty cool and we found out a new feature on our Suburban when we came across a few bighorn sheep. So bighorn sheep were the most sort of common animal in the that we the most common bit of wildlife we came across in the badlands it was so exciting seeing the first couple though wasn't it it was so i was like oh my god we gotta stop we gotta stop we gotta stop let's take pictures and we stopped and took pictures of the first couple and we probably stopped for 15 minutes taking pictures of these bloody sheep on the road two or three sheep on the side of the road and then we got up the road another five minutes and there was another big herd of them i was like oh we've got to stop we've got to stop we've got to stop and yeah, the new feature we found on the Suburban is that it's actually a purpose-built safari vehicle. Great safari vehicle. Sunroof quality. So we, uh, Kirsten poked her head. We went on the sunroof all the way back and she stood up on her seat and poked her head and her SLR camera out the top of the sunroof and yeah. perfect. 
uh, safari vehicle. Yeah, it took me back, definitely. And um, we got a lot of comments too, like people driving past going, oh, damn, wish we had a sunroof. Or like, oh, that's such a good idea. You guys have it made. It was uh, got the wind through our hair a bit. Because with the bighorn sheep as well, because they're actually in their mating season, they're in the rut, so you're not supposed to get out of your vehicle when you see them. And yeah, of course, you're not even supposed to wind your window down at all. They can get really aggressive. Yeah. And, of course, you see everybody out there, all the not-so-smart people out there, trying to get their epic selfie. Guys, it's wildlife for a reason. They may (laughs) just look like domesticated sheep, but they are wildlife. Yes, they are. So we uh, did that. We set up our camp and we cooked, basically... So we cooked spaghetti bog for our first meal, uh, but our second meal, I reckon, has been one of my favourites so far. cake, yeah. So we... And again, nothing too fancy. So we got a, a Walmart rotisserie chicken. We pulled that apart and cooked it with some canned sweet potato that I think cost us about 60 cents and some mixed veggies, some spinach and some couscous. And we brought some Greek yogurt as well and mixed that all through. And it's oof, delicious. that was delicious. Yeah, we're trying to keep it a little bit healthier uh, now that we're away from our friends getting, you know, hammered every night. And we're trying not to eat too many fast food like it's so easy to just go to fast food in america it's almost cheaper than cooking your own meals it's you know like four bucks to go and get a burger and fries and being on the road we could easily do that every day so we've tried to make a conscious effort to kick it a little bit healthier um and yeah um if anyone's got any really good ideas for campfire food or like just easy tent meals chuck them in the comments because we're going to run out of ideas pretty quick i think (laughs) and um we might get a bit sick of couscous after a while i think so and yeah that was uh we measured out the oh sorry not we i measured out the couscous for the first night's uh meal and i was like oh i don't know how much let's see how much a cup and a a cup and a half makes and how i think we ate that couscous until days about it keeps five, really well. Five days, and yes, it does keep very well in a cooler. Yeah, couscous, great for camping. <laughs> Who'd have thought? And we picked up a massive container of that for what, a couple of dollars? Yeah, we haven't even gone a quarter of the way through it, so that'll provide us with lots of quality meals, I think. Absolutely. So, uh, when we were at the Badlands Distillery, as I said, the girl behind the counter there said, uh, if you're going to go out and see the Badlands, make sure you go out and do a hike. So mm. we... She was really, as a local, she was like, oh, so many tourists just drive through for two hours and go, oh, yeah, I saw the Badlands. She's like, you've got to get out and experience it, which is the truth about most places. Mm. So we sort of checked out uh, a couple of different hikes. There was... We knew that we had some ground to cover, so we didn't want to do anything too like ground to cover in the car that day. <laughs> and we're also not uh, Super too fit. fit at the moment. <laughs> So uh, we picked one out and we got to uh, the little car park there at the bottom of the trailhead and there's two trails. So we went up the Saddle Pass Trail to the Medicine Route and it was about a 7k hike, was it, in the end? All up, yeah. So the first sort of um, k was that steep incline of the Saddle Pass um, and then coming down it as well, obviously. And then there was about another five kilometres of trail that was all just flat ground um before and after that yeah like so a, just a loop that went around we were uh, after, when we pulled up yeah we saw the the incline of the saddle pass trail and it was a, it was a little bit confronting and we saw some people sort of str- coming back down the saddle pass and they were half breaking their knees <laughs> but we uh so we packed ourselves because it was a pretty warm day we packed ourselves a few bottles of water and off we headed 
Yeah, it was really, I was glad that it was um, flat once we got to the <laughs> top of the saddle pass, but it was a really nice trail. It wasn't too strenuous, like anyone of moderate fitness could do it, mm. um, but it was just good to get out and do like a good 7Ks, was, um, felt good on the body. Absolutely, yeah. So we got up to the top of the prairie there on the top of the, the after we did the first little bit of the trail, and we sort of, there was two ways you could do the loop, and we went to the right to start with, and we noticed a couple of bighorn sheep up on, it was sort of up on a, a little ledge, up on a like a little cliff face there. Yeah, and it was something out of a David Attenborough thing, just two bighorn sheep, like an old mating pair, sitting on top of the cliff, just hanging about their day, and here we come, getting and in there, getting there was, in their space. There was a couple of people in front of us, and we sort of went, oh, I wonder how they're going to go with people sort of walking past them, seeing how they're in their breeding season, and... Let's just say the male wasn't a real fan of people being around, uh, being around him and his mate. Yeah, and that like it's not like they were getting close. We were sticking to the trail. Um, they sort of just stopped to take a photo of them, and I think he didn't like the way they were looking at him. And uh, he charged down off the cliff and yeah, mock charged them like full on how to go. And they they stood. Just turned around and looked at us, and we're like, oh, "What do we do? What do we do? Do we run? Do we stop? Do we <laughs> like, stand our ground? Do we do? Don't run!" <laughs> yeah. um, I guess it's not a bear. Maybe he would. He probably would have been happy if they had have run off, but we just weren't quite sure if he'd keep chasing or not. <laughs> so uh, we decided. To and start... they are big horns. Oh yeah, they're not something you want to get <laughs> they're hit. They're called by. big horn sheep for a reason. So we decided to uh, head back the other way and go the other way around the trail, hoping that the big horn sheep had sort of had his fun and calmed down a little bit by the time we got around the four or five k's that we had to walk yeah and then we made some friends with the the ladies on the trail too and had a bit of a chat so yeah some it was trail nice. buddies. but yeah beautiful hike up the top and you get to uh get to a couple of the edges there and see some of the sorry about the police siren in the background we're in uh, a dodgy place in colorado <laughs> still obviously and must be police sirens going off in the back yeah this is the first um one maybe the second campsite at the moment that we've stopped at that's um actually not out in nature we're sort of right in the hustle yeah um but yeah that that hike was really good fun and then we got to stop and we stopped at a couple of other places and took some photos and then after we were uh, after we'd worn ourselves we're all badlands out yeah appreciated the view a bit more and jumped in the car and then we headed to get to uh wall and wall drug which we'd been as we said we've been seeing signs all the way through south dakota for wall and uh specifically the wall drug store and we're like we have to go check it out and i tell you what once we got there it was an interesting sort of place to visit wasn't it hmm. should we give anything away well, maybe tell the story of how it came to be and then you guys can go check it out for yourself about what it really is so the story goes that they were uh, a small little pharmacy uh when was it around the early oh, 1900s 1930s it was before I the think? it was before the second world war no it was before then Dr- i think mm. it was before the first world war I don't, he was he t- he died at 96 the guy that started it and that yeah. was in 2000 something so yeah anyway it was a long anyway. time ago <laughs> <laughs> a long way ago and um yeah so they weren't getting many customers through because of course it was pretty tough trot through the uh, the badlands and through some of those Actually, parts through of the desert back then when people yeah. had shitty automobiles, bad or, yeah, crappy crappy cars or horse and carts still, mm. and uh, they managed to attract new business by uh, 
offering free iced water, mm. which well, you can still get to this day. Yeah, and it was just in the nick of time too. Like it was a young or youngish couple um, that had just moved. They wanted to start their own pharmacy. And um, they said they'd give it, it was a really quiet town, they said they'd give it five years and if business hadn't picked up within the five years, because everyone was quite poor in the town as well and like business just wasn't good at all, um, they were going to pack up and go home and it was on the fifth year that his wife, his beautiful wife came up with this idea for the free ice water billboard on the highway. And yep, and that's where all of the billboards have come to and there's lots of things to see and do in the wall drugstore we're not going to give too much away but just be aware have your dollars with you because it can be a yeah, pretty a, pricey place it's, it's a definitely a tourist, a tourist trap, trap. <laughs> definitely a tourist trap 100 percent. but if you if you're just there for a short holiday then um go nuts you know just be silly get some souvenirs have yeah, some fun plenty with it. of souvenirs yeah um so after we did wall and wall drug which was sort of mid-afternoon, we headed to Rapid City, and by the time we got to Rapid City, we were a bit parched, weren't we? Yeah, well, we'd already had a sneaky ice cream on the way. <laughs> it was a pretty warm day. Um, but, yeah, we got to Rapid City, and we'd seen a few, again, more billboards, literally land of the rolling billboard, uh, for a brewery. Yep, yeah, Firehouse Brewery, and uh, so we typed that into our Google machine, and off we trotted down into Rapid City. And we found ourselves the Firehouse Brewing Company, and we stopped there. Kirsten got her first cider of the trip. Oh, yes, American cider. They don't really, it's not really a thing, but um, the one I have tasted now tastes just like Australian cider. So I was a happy girl. And uh, while Kirsten had a pint of cider, I thought I'd indulge myself in the local beers and try myself a five beer sampler, which i tell you what, there were some interesting things in there, and I can honestly say that my favourite was the Red Ale. Um, I've been a pretty standard sort of beer drinker since I've started drinking beer, which was around the time I turned 18. And, uh, 16? 18. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I've always sort of stuck to the <laughs> standard sort of Carlton Draft and all Carlton Dry and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, Red Ale was pretty good. They had a stout there as well. Which, uh, sorry, a brown ale, which was... Interesting. It was a bit thick for my liking, and then a couple of more standard sort of lagers and things like that. But that was really, really good. And then we headed, um, we headed across to Kirsten's little favourite. Yeah. So they had a little winery section as well. Um, they make their all their own wines and grow the grapes in South Dakota, which is pretty uncommon. Um, they said like a couple of their wines, the grapes come from California and where you'd expect, but majority of it is grown locally. Uh, what did we try? We tried a few, like about six different wines. We were surprised. Um, they actually charged us for the tasting, which is unusual as far as wineries go in Australia and what we've done so far. So far. Yeah. But, um, you know, we were happy to pay like five bucks to sample six, six nice wines. wines. And she, she was a pretty liberal pourer. We had a good <laughs> chat with the lady. Um, she was a real wine connoisseur. So we actually learnt a little bit too. We're not, we don't yeah, pretend we're not, to be. We're, <laughs> not, we're not massive winos, so... Uh, yeah, having someone there who could tell us a bit about each different one was um, was pretty good. And Kirsten, you mm. found that you started to get a bit of a taste for reds as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm finally maturing, you know, 25 <laughs> now. I had a birthday a couple of weeks ago. And um, I'm, yeah, getting some mature taste buds for the red wine now. Yeah, no, they had a really good one. And we, uh, of course, being the suckers that we are, we finished off our six uh, six tastings and I managed. I got to sample their port because I'm a bit of a port drinker, and they had a 
pretty nice port. I'm not going to say it's the best I've ever tasted, but it was it was pretty high on my list of ports that I've tried. And um, we ended up taking away what was the name of the bottle that we got? Oh, um, oh, you're going to stump me now. Harley's going to look at a picture for us. Uh, while he does that, I'll tell you a little story about uh, one of their wines. They named the Colonel Purdy. Uh, I think it was a 2015 wine. And uh, the story goes, the reason they named it the Colonel Purdy is that a, uh, a colonel named such and such Purdy. Um, oh, when was it? In the 50s? Uh, it was just oh, after... Oh, this one. This one was uh, just after World War II. Yeah, so just after World he'd War just II. Got, he'd actually just got back from World War II and they were doing... Mid-40s, uh, I guess. It used to be, of course, because it's called the Firehouse Brewing Company. They um, used to it used to be a firehouse, and that's they'd done some re- renovations there. And he had left his wallet with his military ID in the roof. And then <laughs> when they turned it into the winery and brewery, they were doing again some further renovations, and they found it. And because it had his military ID in it, they contacted the they military. They tracked him down. He was they, still alive, yeah, still managed, with his wife. And he said, you would not believe the ear bashing my wife gave me when I lost this wallet because he'd also <laughs> just been paid for the week. And, of course, back then it was all cash, and he had all of his cash from the week's pay in his wallet, and it was all gone. And that was the only thing missing. Like they said in the wallet, still had all of his ID and every like photos of his wife. The only thing that was missing was the cash. So the theory goes that someone must have lifted his wallet quickly taken out all the cash and then thrown it into the roof and they didn't find it until 2015 and they named this whole wine after him and he's like a life member now and they send him a box of wine for Christmas. <laughs> it's a really, really cute story. It was really cool, yeah. And the and the chick that was doing our wine tasting, she was really, really fun too. Like she yeah, had fun she with loved us. She, it. And she had a good drink, like she had a bit of a drink along with us as well. Yeah, that was good fun. We um got her on the, she hadn't actually tried the port. So we made her try the port and... Um, she yeah. really she and she seemed to enjoy that too so the bottle we ended up getting a bottle and the bottle of wine we got from the firehouse winery was the mythical beast it mm. was a different one wasn't it it was sort of like a really sweet mm. red wine well it was a it was a hybrid so it was mixed oh i can't remember what it was but it was like you know 40 percent of a certain red wine and 60 percent of a certain white, white wine. wine and um it's really nice nice sweet one we blew through that in a <laughs> night whoops yeah. again yeah so when we got to uh wyoming we pulled out the the bottle of wine that we had and yeah we accidentally knocked it off in one night <laughs> and um it was called the mythical beast after the jackalope jackalope yeah jackalope. I jackaroo that sounds a bit too Aussie, <laughs> doesn't it yeah it was the jackalope and um yeah again the lady doing the wine tasting pointed to some taxidermy stuff and went yeah that's the jackalope up there on the wall I'm like oh that's really cool I've never heard of those like I was <laughs> I was totally in for it and we stepped away after we stepped away from the tasting Harley goes um I think they're like mythical I think they're made up I think they're having a go I'm like no like I believe like there was a taxidermy thing on the wall it's like a rabbit it's got horns it has to be a real thing <laughs> <laughs> they just they taxidermy the rabbits and then and they, they stick <laughs> And they made, and then Kirsten made me Google it to prove to her that a jackalope, half rabbit, half deer, wasn't a real thing. In fact, is not a real creature. But um, oh well, I we had some good fun, and uh, one of the billboards leading up to that too was saying that you get a free fire hat, and I was being a bit 
drunk and obnoxious and asking <laughs> the, the wino lady, where's my free fire hat? And she didn't even know what I was talking about, but um, I seemed to lift one from somewhere. Yeah, Kirsten found in her <laughs> drunken haze, she found the kids section where they had a couple of plastic fire hats and she managed to kidnap one of those until she got sick of it falling all over her and ended up chucking it in the bin somewhere. Um, and yeah, so after the winery, we had to go for a little bit of a wander around uh, Rapid City in order to sort of walk off our wine tasting and beers and things like that so we probably would have walked around for nearly an hour to mm. get our wits about us and it was a nice little town too there was actually heaps of other breweries and um you know craft beers it was a little bit of a hipster town but another one that like unless we had to see in those billboards we probably never would have actually stopped in the town to have a look we were just sort of you know heading and you know had we sort of yeah. Once Going you get straight towards one, where and, we were. Yeah, once you do an eighty mile an hour on the interstate, it's pretty easy to just skip past a couple of things. Yeah, you but don't really want to stop. Sometimes you just want to keep on chugging. But we're yeah, it's we're a glad really we good stopped. Yeah. yeah, they were having an event that night that you know we we weren't going to stay for. Sorry, bit of background noise there. Um, yeah, we weren't going to stay for the event because we had to get to the campsite, and we don't really like rocking up when it's already dark. dark. Obviously for logical reasons um but yeah definitely i would like to spend a couple of days there i think i think i could do you know two days there next time yeah absolutely i think i could do a couple more days in rapid city and test maybe get some a, of the rest of the breweries may, maybe get a, a hotel room and test out those breweries a little bit more thoroughly but after we walked it off a little bit and uh well, kirsten was still feeling a little bit cheery and then a little bit nappy hmm <laughs> Uh, but then uh, we headed down to find our little camp spot near Mount Rushmore and we drove down the road and uh, we found that our the campsite that we found again, another wiki camp shout out, well done. Uh, it was legitimately like right behind Mount Rushmore, like yeah. right behind the heads where you would expect the butts down. to be. <laughs> we actually got a postcard of um, the mythical Mount Rushmore butts. But yeah, it was about 4Ks down the road behind Mount Rushmore would not expect at all for a free campsite to be there um they had fire pits that had purpose built like squares to pitch your tent uh, I, I reckon it'd be an awesome place to go if you're a kid like for school camp or something it was a oh, beautiful yeah. forest and um yeah real gem that we didn't expect yeah and we got there sort of later in the afternoon and it was um like we sort of set up tent and there was only sort of three or four people around and we're like oh yeah and as we went to bed, and I think I, I recorded the lake podcast that night, and we could sort of hear people rocking up in the background. We woke up, and there was probably another 10 or 15 yeah, people there. Tents and, and hammocks everywhere. People so many had just people set up hammocks, yeah. Getting out in the dark and just yeah, throwing a hammock between two trees and going nine eyes. So after we checked out, uh, after we set up our camp and we dismantled that for the night, we headed to see Mount Rushmore. Kirsten was most offended by the fact that we had to pay $10 for the parking for the day. Outrageous. <laughs> it's a national that, monument, so they get it on a technicality. You don't have to pay to see the monument, but you have to pay to park, and there are no trails that you can walk to it. You have to drive in. But Yeah, basically, unless you want to park illegally, you, you can't park and walk into it. So, mm. But $10, it was... Mount Rushmore was one of those things that was something that... I feel like if you're in South Dakota and you're in that area, you have to go see it. You've got to. It's, it's Mount Rushmore. It's, it's an interesting place. But we were there first thing in the morning because we camped just around the corner and none of the stalls or anything were open and none of the history, like the historical places were open. But So we sort of just walked along the walk, 
noticed mm. when all the states were incorporated and then looked at the heads and went, yep, that's cool. That's Took a cool. few photos and went, all right, what do we do now? Yeah, we sort we'll of... just jump back in the car. <laughs> we sort of... We got there early purposefully because we wanted to avoid all the other tourists and get some nice early morning pictures, um, which is always a good idea for anywhere in the world that's touristy. Um, but it was a little bit rookie, I guess, that we didn't think about that there'd be museums and stuff that wouldn't open until nine o'clock and you know we got there at eight we weren't going to hang around for an hour we'd been there done that seen that keep moving yeah so after we did that we saw again billboards uh (laughs) on the way to mount rushmore for 99 cent all you can eat pancakes and kirsten and i had sort of debated on whether or not there's going to be a catch and we decided that we're going to check it out at uh, a little place called fort hayes and um, sure We even enough, doubled back like it was backwards from where we were, but we were so keen. <laughs> These 99 cent pancakes. And yeah, it was, uh, I think our whole breakfast cost us $4.08, didn't it? With well, uh, it was 99, unlimited... Yeah, 99 cent pancakes and 99 cent coffees and then plus tax. tax. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid and it was Americans un- putting tax on... I'm sorry, but that's a ridiculous idea. Putting tax on afterwards. Um, instead of including it like uh, it is in Australia. But, yeah, that's that's definitely something that will catch you out if you're not expecting it. But, yeah, we paid... Tax and tipping. Yeah. yeah. We um, we paid our $4.18, I believe it ended up being. It was a really cool little place. Like, yeah. it was set out like an old saloon, um, and you just walked around, and it was... Again, it reminded me of school camp where there'd just be, like, a stock uh, bay-marie of food and they just serve you you know they just whip out your pancakes go how many do you want it's all you can eat for pancakes, 99 cents yeah. and then you go around and you pour your own coffee and um it pay was the big, lady at the end and yeah it was like big bench style um seats, tables yeah. so you sat communally with like other people and uh it was a really cool cool, cool little, little place vibe. it yeah. was like very western <laughs> yeah and um they have uh, at night time they have shows and stuff there which are pretty cheap to go in and see yeah, I tell you what if you Chuck Wagon or something I think that's a thing because I've seen Chuck Wagon or Chuck Wagon I've seen <laughs> it somewhere else too so I think that's like dinner and a show yeah. type deal yeah so it was um, it was a pretty cool place so if you're around Mount Rushmore or anywhere like that definitely call into Fort Hayes in the morning and get your 99 cent or you can eat pancakes we're a little bit shattered because they even had Wi-Fi yes they yeah, certainly they did Wi-Fi, I think yeah, they had Wi-Fi and everything like that, which was pretty cool. We got to update all the family on what we were doing. And then after uh, after that, we headed down to Bear Country, USA. And that was one we were pretty excited for. One of our first major paid activities. Well, it was the first, yeah, it was the first thing we did that wasn't just driving around, pitching tents and looking at things, basically. Um, we were really keen to see some bears and we knew that it was going to be pretty rare to try and see one in the wild and we probably don't want to see one in the wild either so um oh was it? it was about 17 bucks each pretty reasonable uh you do it like your own self-drive safari basically and they've got a bit more than just bears yeah so they had well we first went in there and there were some deer and things like that and then we came across some elk um, which they're pretty crazily majestic creatures. They've got the massive big horns growing mm. out of their head and like the the stags have massive big horns hanging out their head and we came across some reindeers. And yeah, there was supposed to be um, an Arctic 
wolf as well, or, um, but we didn't see that, unfortunately. It must have been hiding in its den, yeah, or it which wasn't was, there. <laughs> which was something we were a little bit sad about, because we are missing our little wolf uh, at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we ventured around, There was a, we got to the reindeer section, there was a reindeer just standing in the middle of the road, sort of saying, <laughs> hey, I don't give a fuck about your plans, I'm standing here, this is my spot. <laughs> yeah. um, which was pretty funny, and then we drove around and it was really cool to see like the attitude of the the park was it even had in big writing at the bottom of it um our animals are wild please stay in your cage which is your car yeah love um that. yeah which was pretty cool and it was cool to see them that like it's not like they're in the wild but they have abundant space to roam around and they all seem mm. pretty happy and pretty well, relaxed wasn't, like it was still you know we read couple of trip advisor reviews of course because you always got to be a little bit cautious of these you know sanctuaries or wildlife things and we never want to be a part of you know animal cruelty or advocating for any of that so we made sure to suss it out and um majority of the comments seemed really positive there was one guy that was like oh the bears looked really bored and um like they hated their life and it's yeah, like because he obviously mate, i don't know it. what you expect a bear to do but um they pretty much eat and sleep from my understanding so of yeah. course they're gonna look bored um but yeah like there's quite a few bears crammed in but it there was a lot of space as well and they were all left to their own devices to do whatever they wanted they weren't you know in small cages they had Oh, they uh, had abundant space to roam around. They had massive big logs and yeah, and rocks they had to sleep on and under and, like massive big natural style pools. The shower and... under, which was <laughs> cute to watch. A couple of them were just having a little, little bathe. Yeah, but that was one of those places as well. You're just driving through and you're going, "Oh my god, a bear! Oh, look, another bear! Oh, that's crazy!" Let's. And, and we the... probably had a hundred photos of the first bear we saw, and then we come around the bend and there's twenty other bears. Holy shit! And uh, yeah, so. And that's, again, the suburban safari vehicle comes in very handy again because, yep. of course, you're not supposed to wind down windows, windows or so anything like that. But stick the head out the top. Stick the head out the top with the digital camera great. and bang, bang, bang. Plenty of awesome photos to come from there as well. Yeah, you still felt so up close too. Um, the bears would come, like, right up to the side of the car. They did not care. They were just walking across the road. Again, like the deer, they did not care what your plans were. They were just <laughs> doing their own thing. Yeah, so that was that was a cool place. Um, after you sort of do the drive through part, there's a, another little part with some baby bear cubs, which are pretty cute, and, <laughs> and um, some other animals, which are in more like pen sort of style setups. Yeah, there's a few like just na- um, little Native an- little American animals. animals, like skunks yeah. and coyotes, um, raccoons, yep. Um, and a couple other things like oh, that. Oh, the coyotes. We forgot, yeah, um, when we were staying in the Badlands, we forgot to mention we fell asleep just as the, we went to bed. The coyotes were howling. Do you remember that? Yes, what? yeah. We um, we fell asleep to... Co- now, we're not sure if it's American to say coyote or if they're... I'm pretty sure they're the same animal, coyotes and coyotes. We, we say coyote because... Of Wari coyote. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it was it was pretty cool to that fall asleep amazing, to the, yeah. the coyote house down in the bottom. Thankfully, they were down in the bottom of the prairie, not up the top where we were sleeping. Um, so we weren't too concerned about them coming into the tent. But uh, yeah, so after we headed out from Bear Country, we took the scenic route through uh, the, the Black Hills and it was a pretty nice little drive afternoon, wasn't it? So we got through Bear Country by sort of about lunchtime, I think, and then we cruised on through the Black Hills and it was some pretty awesome scenery, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was um, beautiful again, the Black Hills. I think we probably sped through that a little bit too quickly. Um, We were kind of on a mission to start getting to Yellowstone then. We were really excited about going to Yellowstone and um, after seeing the Badlands, we kind of thought, and then after, you know, Mount Rushmore was sort of, not a letdown, but... It was a bit anticlimactic. Like, you expected it to be a little bit more than it was. And I think it was just because we went so early in the morning that we missed out on the museums and, like, hanging around for a little bit longer to get a little bit more sort of that American history and stuff but yeah we were sort of on a mission to get to our next um our next big ticket item which was Yellowstone and we were a little bit naive in thinking that we could get from the (laughs) Black Hills through the Black Hills and then in all the way across Wyoming in uh an afternoon yeah well I think we hadn't really 100% decided whether we were going to bear country or not we sort of just decided that morning that we were going and then, you know, took it at a leisurely pace. Unlike some some of the people that went through Bear Country just sped through it and left. It was it's crazy. Weird. It's like, like why, why would you pay yeah. 30, 30 Like, it was about, I think it was about $34 for the vehicle. So, it didn't matter how many people you had in it as such. I think it was... No, it was 17 per person. 17 yeah, per person, I yeah. think, you know, if but you had a like, family, you could get a pass or whatever. But We'd stop and take a couple of pictures and people would We did a few like, loops, like, um, yeah, of like, the same thing. We'd double back and check out see if we could see anything different or see like we did a couple of laps of the wolf enclosure to see if we could see them and it was yeah funny like people were being so impatient and that overtake you and you're trying to take a photo and you think i thought they'd enjoy looking at it too but obviously not (laughs) and like you'd pull over to the side of the road if you're going to take pictures if someone wanted to drive past but i couldn't believe how many people just rolled through the whole thing and didn't stop once to take pictures they sort of just went bang 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 through all the different enclosures and seemed really annoyed that someone would be going slowly and wanting to Mm. take pictures it was like they were offended by it yeah it was weird but um yeah anyway so we sort of that was sort of a last minute decision and we'd kind of thought we were going to get to yellowstone that day and then we just sort of sped through the black hills and thought yeah yeah, we're going to make it to yellowstone and it was very clearly evident by two or three o'clock in the afternoon we weren't going to make it that night um and at that point i think we probably should have just slowed down and enjoyed the black hills a bit more um, so definitely advice to anyone going that, yeah, Mount Rushmore, you could probably do that in an hour or two. Make sure you wait until nine o'clock till things are open. But <laughs> even just um, hanging out, there was a little town um, just before you come into Mount Rushmore. I don't know. Keystone. Yeah, Keystone. That was really nice. Like they had some cool saloons and bars. Yeah, it was an older school site. Mm. They definitely know that the tourists are going to be there. There's lots of hotels oh, yeah, of and course. bars but and lodge, things like, like that. Like there's nice lodges and stuff. Mm. So if you're going for a holiday, like definitely spend a couple of days, rent a vehicle and like go around the Check Black out. Hills and actually enjoy it. Check we out sort little of places really... like Deadwood. There was some yeah. pretty cool stuff in Deadwood and we sort of just drove through that and went, oh yeah, it looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, we sped through a bit. So that's one... Oh, I'm not going to say we have any regrets because we're doing no. everything we want to do. Absolutely. Um, but maybe we should have, that could have been an extra day. Yeah, we could there. have taken that a little bit more slowly if we had have been more conscious Organized. of the, Yeah, been more conscious of the fact. But that's the, that's that's the, the joy downfall of... of um, the downfall, I was going to say that. The joy, yeah, the downfall joy. and joy of uh, when doing you're... Doing things on the fly. Yeah, absolutely, when you're doing things on the fly. So that might be something we come back to uh, another time, but... Yeah, we headed into Wyoming, and now that we've you've uh, made me a bit more chatty, Kirsten, we've uh, <laughs> probably made this episode a little bit long, so we're not going to do uh, South Dakota and Wyoming. I think we'll do Wyoming as a separate episode, and we'll go through everything that we did uh, at 
Yellowstone and adventuring down towards Colorado. Mm, so you'll have to keep your ears tuned. Um, maybe if we can get into some good Wi-Fi, you might get a bonus two episodes this week. We'll see. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening to the episode all about our trip through South Dakota. Uh, we ran out of time to do the Wyoming section, so that'll come up in the next episode. I'll try and get that one out so we can have two this week, but if not, it'll be sometime next week. Don't forget to check us out on the social media. On the social media? <laughs> Sounding like an old man Thanks, again. Grandpa. <laughs> um, check us out, TST Travel Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Kirsten is... The Roaming Street. Thanks for the plug, babe. On Facebook and Instagram. And you also have your own little website too, don't you, babe? I've got a blog on there. Uh, to be honest, I'm pretty lazy. Uh, I'm focusing on the, the photos at the moment. It's, it's a bit of a task when you're on the road um, and you're trying to edit photos and go through photos and back up things and get into Wi-Fi and then enjoy the scenery and not feel like you're on technology all the time. So um, if any friends or family are listening, I promise I'll, I'll get a blog post out eventually and all in good time yeah after you've uh, checked all that out don't forget to leave uh, some ratings and reviews for us Facebook uh, on Instagram or on the web anywhere you can find to put um, put some reviews in that helps us get found by some more people or just say hi yeah just say hi give us a comment shoot us a message let, let us, us know, know that- where you're listening from Yep, and let us know as well. We know you're out there, Ireland. (laughs) Yeah, we were amazed to find that we had people that uh, follow along with us from Ireland. So, uh, yeah, let us know where you're listening from, and um, it'll be great to hear from you. So, yeah, we'll try and get that Wyoming and Yellowstone episode up as soon as possible, and uh, looking forward to talking to you again. Signing off. Letters, geez.